When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the Marvel Stuff Podcast. We're going to be breaking down all things about who invented the light bulb. Was it Ben Franklin? Was it the guy Nikola with Tesla? Nik- Nikola Tesla should get all the credit. And I'm super bummed that we're all worshiping Ben Franklin and his stupid key kite. Well, all right. Ooh. Boom. That problem solved. Now we can move on to what we're really here to talk about, which is, of course, the Marvel Cinematic Universe and all things going on with Marvel. Uh, with me today, of course, down here we've got Josh Kennedy from Facebook. And joining us today is... Ray! Yay! Ray's back. Everybody's favorites. Which Um, is double our views. My in-laws today at dinner were like, is Ray going to be on the episode this week? I was like, you guys can't even spell Marvel. What do you care? (laughs) Ray's great. It'd be funny if you asked them how to spell their last name, because that'd be even harder. (laughs) Yeah, Bet you can't do that. I I mean, I can't, because it's in front of me. Ray's Ray's quickly becoming the only shining star of this podcast, which makes me feel good about myself. Um, maybe if I wore my probably show your right eyes. Now. I think that's I think that's the way to do it. Is right now your eyes keep cutting out of the frame. Yeah, I look yeah, good. You look here. like an inspirational fiction cover. I look great. Um, so yeah, we're we're excited to have Ray in here to talk about this episode. Um, Loki's one of the greats. It's a good show, and let's just jump right into it. We're going to do it chronologically, so we'll just take it. Before we do that, I have some news. This is so probably the last, biggest thing you guys will hear all day. Last time, uh, when I broke down the first episode with David, uh, I freaked out a little bit about those white Velcro shoes that they stuck Loki in. And um, I have good news. Those shoes have been identified okay. as, uh, I believe it's pronounced clay. It's C-L-A-E. Bradley White milled tumbled leather shoes. Do yeah, with this information man, what you will. That is breaking news, guys. Everybody go roll up in your low-key Nike slides, whatever brand that is. We're going to show up to Comic-Con, and you guys do all it. It's going to be sweet. All right. Well, that's the podcast today, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Try not to have too much fun without us. We're glad uh, we could give you that information. And join us again next week. No, kidding. All right, let's get into the meat of this thing. Loki, episode two. Um, first off, initial thoughts. Anyone can go. I love uh, it. Boom. Yep. The actress <laughs> from yesterday was Chick Loki, and I was on board. Ah, right, there we go. Way to just jump right into the spoilers. Of course, this is a spoiler. Yeah, episode. we put it in the title. If, if, if they listen to it, it's their fault. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's got yeah, a part. Good episode, fun episode. Uh, continues the story well, so we're excited about that. But let's uh, let's break down how and why. Uh, First scene I thought was 
I thought was the best scene. Um, I they, yeah. am not going to lie. I was a little bummed because I heard that uh, we were going to get that song in a sequence in the Loki show. I really wished it would have been a fight sequence that included Loki. It did include Loki, though. No, sure. we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I need a hero. Obviously, a little bit of flipping on its head it was a bad guy, but come on. Everyone loves that song. Um, it's, it's kind of, it's slowly becoming a cliche to use it in a, for, yeah. the, for the villain thing. It's but, no Mr. Brightside, but we'll, we'll give it some props where it's due. Yeah, but it was fun. It was good enough action. Um, you got to see Evil Loki taking down some TVA agents. Um, I want to point something out that when it showed the hands of Loki before the gender reveal, he definitely had Tom Hiddleston's hands in his, like, manicure. Because the if you look at the thumb that it shows earlier in the episode, it's definitely not a woman's thumb. Just thought I'd point it out for all of you. Oh, well, there we go. Yes, we're huh. breaking news all over the place. If you guys didn't know, at the end of the episode, it turns out it's a female Loki. Yeah, we predicted that. Maybe. What does that I've mean? got a lot of theories on this. Yeah. All right, what does that up. really mean in a show of people who can time travel and duplicate and control other things? So we'll see what that really means. Um, maybe it's Mephisto. Maybe that's who it really is. She could be Mephisto the whole time. Uh, Ray seems disappointed in that response. <laughs> it's it's now a running joke. I'm just going to have to live with it. <laughs> yeah, well, probably, yeah. Well, I'm not. It's going to be on our t-shirts. You guys be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so a fun first little uh, jolt into the episode there. And then we get the opening credits kind of rolling. Nothing of note happened there, obviously. Um, good stuff goes. And we jump right in. And we get to see, what do they call her? Miss Time Miss Turner? Minutes. Miss, Miss Minutes. Minutes. Miss Minutes. Miss Minutes. We, we get to see a fun, I thought it was just a great Hilarious. scene. Which I felt so seen by Loki swatting at Miss Minutes. Because if I could swat my work training videos like that, I wouldn't hesitate. I thought you had some weird relation to Miss Minutes. You're like, I identify with that. I'm like, that's not a good thing. No, I identify with swatting my work training videos. That's fair. Those things are yeah. just suicide on screen. Sorry. Yeah, no, Miss Min is definitely a, an upgraded version of Clippy, of we all know. <laughs> oh my gosh, I never thought of that. It's true. You're that's very accurate. Yes. She a great fun little scene. Uh her sassiness is is funny throughout the the whole moments, but it's Loki trying to learn a little bit about uh the rules of time. They're trying to tell us, the audience, that it's, it doesn't make sense. Do we think we all understand the rules of how this timeline kind of thing is kind of working now? Or Not entirely, and I think that's the best part of it. I think they're going to do their best to not actually physically define everything that has to do with this because that's a waste of breath. Just as like you got to – we're all on board for believing that Loki's a Norse god, but all of a sudden we've got a problem with how the timeline works. Like it's super weird how selective people are on the realism within the Marvel, you know, cinematic universe. So I'm on board for not knowing everything. And it's cool to just kind of like let the rules hang in the balance. Good. All right. Yeah. Um, so my, it's funny cause I don't care at all, but then I know plenty of people. I've had multiple people text me and be like, ah, oh, I don't understand this timeline. It doesn't make sense. Uh, my response is always the same response. And I'll, I'll say it here. Time travel is in itself a paradox. It cannot exist. There are no rules that would ever make it make sense. So even in a show, it can't make sense. I know that's the, 
that's the thing is like people are like oh but time travel like the rules were set in place by back to the future so why are we doing this but it's like everybody can do their own iteration of time travel like in some versions you can interact with a different timeline of yourself and other ones it's the end of the universe if you see the younger version of yourself it's it's all nonsense it's all you know fiction it's just fun stuff to watch on screen i love loki yeah so try yeah. just try not to get yourself too bogged down in it is my is my advice yeah. for everybody watching Back to the Future time travel is very different from, like, Doctor Who time travel. Yep, exactly. And both of them are equally valid Immensely forms popular. of time travel. So Marvel's just kind of doing their own take on it. And I do have a lot of questions, but I'm waiting on them because, like, when we started WandaVision, I had a lot of questions. Yeah, those first two episodes gave us nothing. <laughs> exactly. So I... I but I got to believe that Marvel's going to explain things as we go. Um, but maybe not everything, because what I've noticed is uh, so far the shows have had like a specific theme. So like mm -hmm. WandaVision was all about like grief and all the stages of grief. And then Falcon and Winter Soldier was all about racism. And I think this one has to do with organized religion. <laughs> I was going to bring that up as we get further into the episode. I love how they just framed this in the way of religion, but it's not specifically blasphemous, but it's also hilarious that it's like literally drawing on the flaws and the gaps that everybody kind of sees in religion. It's like, yeah. how does this work? Why is he in charge? We're going to believe in this. These are time Lord lizards. It doesn't make any sense. And I'm super on board for it because it, it's not particularly insulting but it's definitely fun to kind of dive into that type of thing without getting people mad at you yeah, yeah, no, I, think, yeah interesting. I think loki's the perfect character to do that with because yes. i mean he's a norse god which Facts. is technically a religious figure and mythology at this point but yeah definitely yeah it was a religious figure back then and like loki's like running theme is like the concept of free will and having free will as like the through line for this whole show is like is is everybody making their own choices or is it chosen by the time lords and every time i hear time lords i think oh are we in doctor who <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna cut like seven layers deep but it's very much like acknowledging that those questions are there in yeah. our actual life it's like so if you know god or muhammad or whatever religious figure you're looking for if there's a set timeline, then do you really have any choice in what happens in your life? It's a fun little thing to play on that in a Marvel Cinematic Universe type of way. And like you said, Loki's the perfect character to do so. All right. That didn't quite go away. I thought it was going to, but uh, <laughs> you guys are fun. I love it. Uh, no, it's, it's true. It is, it's a true. They're not, they're not trying to hide it. Uh, it's, it's very much what they're, what they're going for. Um, but logistically speaking, I just just trying not to get bogged down in, in the rules of, of time travel. Yes, the time traveling rules. Episode. But the show sets it up a little bit when we kind of get to go to it. Um, so after his little initiation there, they get to go on their first mission. Right, my phone just vibrated and then fell over, so that's good. Um, they get to go on their first mission back to where uh, I need a hero. Was it? Uh, it was nineteen eighties at a Ren Fair. Yep. Yeah. Also, I'm on board for a Marvel stuff trip to the Ren Fair in Michigan later this summer because that yeah, Ren Fair is great. I, I, look what I got at the Renaissance Fair. Nothing. I have nothing for the Renaissance Fair, but it'd be sweet if I did. Um, so they get to go back to it, and there's Before a there's a, there, a fun. I 
Oh yeah. I really like the like debriefing they have before they go on the mission. Um, and when mm-hmm. like when Loki's talking about um, shoot, what is, I just have the term duplication casting. Oh um, yeah, they, yeah, and how we see all those yeah all those um, variants. The first I love how the first one is a full on uh, Yoden Prince Frost Giant Loki. Yeah, yeah, which and is that's what the one he, they really what he would have been if oh. you, if Odin hadn't taken him. Right. It's like it's like oh that's a perfect one to start. Yeah. On. Then there was one that looked like the Hulk, but it was Loki. Yeah. And it was like gamma radiation Loki. I'm like this and is fun. They're watching, just doing fun stuff. Watching his reactions to each of the different variants was hysterical. And um, one thing that I noticed was the Loki variation that won the Tour de France looked very familiar. And that's because it's a photoshopped image. It's a photoshopped paparazzi image on set of Thor Ragnarok of Tom in an all, <laughs> the all black suit waving ah. to somebody else. Yeah, I had a weird thought, not necessarily to the episode, which we could stay on track, but also it's kind of fun to go off on deviance. I just now realized that Matt Damon also plays Loki in the Kevin Smith movie Dogma, and then he gets to play Loki again in Thor Ragnarok, and it's funny. That is that is true. Is he and a I, variant? He was I hope so. Let's get Matt Damon in here. <laughs> he didn't make an appearance in the, in the clips there. I did actually look for it. I thought he might because I thought it would be really funny, but he didn't, he didn't get a, a clip there. Um, yeah, that was fun. It was fun little to show that off. Um, and it is interesting that Loki uh, kind of calls them out on their understanding of his magic. Mm-hmm. He wanted, to, yeah. he wanted to set them straight, even if it sounded like magic. They were, they were so similar the two district, the descriptions yeah. he came up with, but it was like just different enough to where it made them feel dumb for trying to think they were the same thing. It was yeah. perfect. It was good dialogue. A bunch of dialogue, but it, it it was fun acting stuff. Um, in the next scene, now that they're back at the Renaissance Fair to kind of investigate gonna lean into oh, the technology pronunciation the whole episode i was gonna the say please tell, me that, please tell me you're joking with it right it's definitely how my brother joke i got it the renaissance fair um so they end up back there on um, this and that's oh, there's a lot going on they're, they're trying to figure out what happens but my favorite part and you guys can go in whatever way you thought was the uh loki trying to trick them because that's what loki does yep um, and then Owen Wilson, who ha- I will just call him that forever. I, I don't care what his name is, Mobius, Morbius, whatever. Mobius, not Morbius. Um, I don't care. He's Owen Wilson. He's great. And their little interaction is awesome. Good acting. Very. It's kind of quippy. It's kind of funny. But it's you get the tension. And honestly, yeah. watching it, I wasn't sure. Like, do I believe Loki, or do I think he's probably yeah. just trying to mess right. with them? Contrary to your favorite part, my favorite part was the like 35 year old woman that just like you guys aren't dressed right some of us need this <laughs> I, <was laughs> like, I got that called out so good <laughs> yeah that she was, that was my favorite part she but... was on point no yeah uh, no you're right it's good everyone needs to know that that scene happened it's great it's so uh, um, but i think that i bring that scene up only because it feels like that's what the whole show wants us to do the whole time we're gonna spend the whole Series going, <laughs> thinking Loki's gonna cross him. Loki here, or right. is he lying to us? Um, and that show and it, and it calls it out early. Um, and this time, you know, Owen Wilson caught on and, and didn't fall for whatever weird thing he's he like, You almost had me there. That was pretty, that was nice. 
nicely written. Um, but yeah, it's it's tough, and it's one of the reasons I'm not sure how I, I like the show because of the tension, but the tension bothers me at the same time. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about the whole. I want to point out Loki. the one-liner was uh, wherever near the wolf's ears are, then there's near the wolf's mouth or whatever the actual saying is. I'm like, are they trying to be poetic? I don't know what the exact quote is, but like it almost um, didn't fit with the dialogue, but I dug it. It's the, like she's they're trying. The sharper the ears, the sharper the teeth, the sharper the ears thing. Where wolves' ears are, wolves' teeth are near. Yeah, yes. exactly. And I was like, huh. That was like vaguely outside of the norm and dialogue. So it seems like they were trying to do like the Sam Wilson speech as Captain America or Vision, uh, what does he say? What is. What is grief but love persevering? Persevering, right? yeah. Yeah, so it's it, it, that I got that type of vibe from that line. Yeah, I that. could see that. Um, it reminded me more of Norse mythology. Yeah, because that also is probably true. Like, Asgardians are going to be more old English. Yes. And so having that kind of formal, fancy language. That's would a fit very with good him. point. I always forget that haven't... this is Loki from 2012, where he yeah. recently was still on Asgard, not loki removed from asgard for however long yeah and like thor has a very like almost a broken english way of talking uh when he first like in thor when he first comes to earth yes Yes. and i just think we haven't seen that kind of (laughs) i just think we haven't seen that kind of uh language from either of them in a really long time so that's why it felt a little disjointed it's a yeah, cool what was, line. And what was the joke in Avengers? Uh, what is it, Shakespeare in the Park? That's what it was. Yes. Golf mother know you weareth her drapes. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a cool line. It'll stand the test time. Um, Loki was lying. There was nothing going on. The scene's kind of uneventful for the most part, though, actually, besides that. because It's just really calling happens. out what, what they're all, what everybody was already thinking as an audience. Like, can we even trust him here? And it's like, well, we're going to acknowledge that. But plot-wise, they reset the timeline they kind of go back uh, a few other things are going on but the, the big stuff starts to happen when loki's trying to figure out more paper study mm-hmm. um, yep. he gets put on desk duty for uh trying to trick them yeah and a librarian lady that won't talk to him until he hits the bell I'm like all right that's fun yes <laughs> which so a friend pointed me pointed this out to me um as loki is flipping through so he gets his file and as Loki's yes. flipping through the files, uh, the very first page, uh, they whip by very quickly, and my pause game sucks. I was going to try and go back and see it, but I couldn't get it. Um, but there is a screen grab that my friend sent me. The very first page that he has and flips over very quickly is a variant incident report. And you can see on the report the variant name, and it's listed as Loffy Daughter Sylvie. It's just L-A-U-F-E-Y-D-O-T-T-I-R, which is similar to Loki, Laufey's son. Laufey's son, but it's Laufey's Instead daughter. of Laufey's daughter. That's pretty cool. I just so point I'm out. not sure how that's going to like continue to play in, but I felt like that was an interesting piece to put in there for that right. first sheet. It's definitely yeah. for hardcore fans to pick up on, which is why we have a Marvel stuff podcast. So. Well, that's, and that's why we bring Ray on the episode to point out yep. all the, the Easter egg thing. Not that I don't love them because they actually, they, they are fun. And I think they make things like the podcast more fun. I don't know if it really makes the episode more fun, but it makes our podcasting fun. Discussions. And, yeah. and I love to hear about it. It's all kind of cool stuff. Um, jump on our Facebook group 
and talk about all these cool Easter eggs. There's tons of them. There's tons of articles. There's tons of YouTube um, out there with more specific ones. If we miss any, we probably know them. We just didn't bring them up. I just want to acknowledge how depressing it was that Owen Wilson just talked about how much he loved jet skis, but he had never been on one. Yeah. I'm like, oof. So it's I think that's going to be a big thing. I think that's going to be a big that to, I need him to be on a jet ski by the end of this show. Post-credit scenes. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, but I think it, it's there's going to be a moment where like Loki's going to try to tempt him into stretching himself outside of his his role so he can get the things that he's always wanted. I think that's right. going to happen. But oh yeah, I feel like that was, scene was set up for a good emotional payoff later. Um, but there's a lot of there's a I mean even in this scene there was a good emotional payoff where like Loki's trying to figure out why um, Owen Wilson's helping him and he kind of calls him out. It's, it's there's good stuff going on. These guys are setting up, but let's acknowledge the, the big thing, the catastrophe, the catastrophe part. Let's let's yes. talk about that because well, okay, that was so, so cool. When Loki lands on the event, event, event inquiry destruction, event inquiry and it's the destruction of Asgard. Um, mm-hmm. You get a really so. I went to film school and I overanalyzed everything. I had to do it for class, and now it's just ingrained in me. So bear with me. This is gonna get weird. So you get a really, really tight shot on his eyes, and this allows for the viewer to see all the like really subtle acting that Tom is putting into it because, like, you can see the very slight shifts in his eyes. And what I think they really did with that that tight shot for was. Make me fall if in love you, with Tom Hiddleston more. Sorry. No. If you look <laughs> really close, well, if you look at his eyes, he's got um one reflection light in each eye. Yep. But as the shot progresses, a second one forms in one of his eyes. So he's crying, but tears don't actually come out. So it's like a, a small detail very that's subtle, there. Very cool. Um, which adds to something I had said about the first episode that like loki like cares a lot like he cares about his people and his family and like it's i think it's a lot of like a defense mechanism that he Didn't like, covers. think it was kind of weird that the total population lost in asgard was like nineteen thousand people like there's more people it was like nine thousand yeah it, yeah, it 9, was like 000. nothing i was like Asgard as a like world like I get like in the MCU it's very much like a floating city attached to the Bifrost but just in my head I was like nine thousand's like nothing I mean it, well, obviously it's sad they did have escape. Species, just before yes. that Hela was there and she probably wiped out a good chunk of people R.I.P. Lady Sif and the Warriors three yeah, yeah. so getting- you probably had her take out a lot and then my guess is they didn't get everybody onto that ship um. Yeah. And then yeah, no, there was definitely there's so. definitely a few thousand on the ship, but just even adding those two things together, it wasn't even like a big metropolis. I just think that's so yeah, strange. Yeah, it was a smaller number it was, than it's like a one city thing. I'm like, what? Why? Like, could have been much bigger than that, but that was just something I caught. Yeah, while watching well, if you, if you think about it as like what the North mythology really is, I mean, it's I mean, kind of like Mount Olympus type of deal. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's supposed to be, you know, the Mount Olympus of things. Only the big important people are there. It's not like, you know, it's not supposed to be crowded. Nine thousand is probably about right. Um, but yeah, it was it was cool details to learn about the world. I like it a lot. And then we we get the revelation, like Josh said, I think it's just a cool a cool loophole to think about 
Yes. Uh, one that makes perfect sense once it's presented to you, but like yeah. you wouldn't. Nothing think about that we would think of as the viewer, like just having something that like everybody in this certain portion of society, they're all gonna die. No matter what you do here, it doesn't matter. It's all free game, and I, I loved how Loki just fully leaned into speaking Italian to all those people. Oh my gosh. So when he's explaining his theory to Mobius and he goes full metaphor on his salad, that is probably (laughs) my favorite sequence to ever come out of anything Marvel. That man's dumb smile as he finishes pouring boxed water onto Mobius's salad added 10 years to my life. Yeah. Just the... (laughs) <laughs> just like why is this so I love how at the end of it, like, after ruining his lunch he's like well it's a messy metaphor so really like here's what I'm actually saying and, no, and the funny thing is it's actually like like we said once it gets presented to you it makes perfect sense you didn't need to do the whole nope. long speech no, thing he's, but he's just messing with he's a god of chaos and mischief and I think that is you're getting the epitome of mischief where mischief isn't meant to be like cruel and manipulative. It's just chaotic. Yeah. He's just, he's in his element messing with Owen Wilson and Owen Wilson's doing what he does in every show he's ever in where he's just like, that's just, that's, that's my, that's my salad. And he's very deadpan. Also, it's a great revenge for Mobius putting him on desk duty. Yeah. So (laughs) just the salt and pepper. I just, I can't. Uh, so they go back, they prove the theory in Pompeii, which is, I don't know, an okay scene. It's uh, kind of amazing. I loved that scene in Pompeii. Uh, it's so good. He went Tell all about the goats free and just went uh, hilarious. It was his, hilarious. His wreaking havoc in Pompeii is just peak Loki for me. The freeing the goats and yelling, be free, my horned friends, be free. That is just iconic. And between uh, this and salad, this is the Loki I've always wanted to see. Okay, it's just I will acknowledge it's easy plain writing. chaotic neutral. Yeah. It was easy but, writing, but it was yeah. fun to watch. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. It just feel it felt like such a weird like stage little space in this little spot that it didn't feel like this we were really in Pompeii at all, which is fine. Like I said, it was more about Tom Hiddleston getting to be funny and dance around and do weird low-key things for a little while. I Give just need more of that in my life. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> Well, the theory's proved pretty obvious. Uh, they come back to the TVA. There's some politics stuff that's nothing too interesting happening. They talk to the judge. They're trying to make sure that she's really a character in here. Um, she gets, I think she's going to come in really strong later. Because yeah. um, she seems to be the one who's in control. I have a sneaking suspicion she might be one of the Time Lords. I don't think that she is. But I think, like... Josh was pointing out at the beginning. I pointed it out last <laughs> week. It's very much like false god type of scenario. Like I've, I've made the comparison to Snowpiercer. If you listen to our review of the first episode, it's like they build up this whole idea of gods and people being like big, larger than life, but actually, mm-hmm. like I think I genuinely think she might be the one in charge, or maybe her and like one other person are controlling everyone. And like, hey, look at these lizard guys; they know what's going on. But in reality, it's just. Or pulling the strings like marionette style. Yeah. Well, that makes it sound like you think she's evil, which I don't think is what you're implying. No, but not evil, but she like she's getting people to kind of do her oh, bidding. She doesn't believe there's time lords. It's like I don't think like I Wizard don't think she knows. I, oh. Yes, like the Wizard of Oz. I don't think that she like, thinks there's time lords. I think she is the time lord. No. That's I, my, Oz I, wasn't evil. 
Huh? I think she believes in it. So you think she believes in it too? Okay. I mean, yeah. maybe. Maybe she plays it off like she does new. I don't know. We'll see. But really we don't know a lot about her yet. So it gives us a little bit there. It's trying to build the world a bit. But then we get to go back. Now it's the the climax happening. They're gonna go to this event that's like a hurricane in Alabama. Well, let's acknowledge the detective work very much. So they're like, yes, hey, this blue work. bubble gum. And they're like, hey, this was only in, you know, uh, production from here to here. And here's all the natural disasters where this could have been. Yeah. I just wanted to, you know, oh, you got to yeah. call it out where it is. You got to love good yeah. fake detective work, fake gum and fake timelines for fake it events. gave um, it credit, like credentials. They had credentials. Yeah, yeah. no, that's they, all I'm saying. Yeah. They didn't just magically know where to go. Right, I exactly. I needed yeah, that speaking, in there. Speaking of that moment, I don't know entirely why. But seeing Loki just, like, out cold on that desk, like, really stuck with me. And I think it's because... because you have Loki... a crush on him. Sorry. No, I just really like his acting. Um, wow, that sounded really aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> a bit defensive, but I'll leave it alone. Uh, probably because I've had people telling me that so long. It's like, no, I calm down. Um, but I think Loki is the kind of person who needs to be constantly aware of his surroundings because he always wants to be like 10 steps ahead. So seeing that he's asleep and not aware of his surroundings, like I think he has a really good trust with Mobius. Like he's Loki, so he may turn around and stab him in the back, like was referenced in this episode. But I feel like he's got enough, he's got a pretty good trust with Mobius that he doesn't have to worry about this is him why getting the jump. I personally love having you on this podcast because there was literally zero percent chance I was gonna acknowledge the fact that he was sleeping on that desk. Yeah, but the dude. fact that you gave it three layers there, I'm like, you know what? I'm on board with that theory. Let's roll with it. And sometimes it I, I don't know why it stuck out head. to me, but seeing him just asleep on that desk really stuck out to me. Now that you said the film school thing though, I totally believe it. Yeah. It's it makes kind me think that you spend four and a half hours watching these episodes. That's what it makes me think. But it's good. Like I said, that's why you're on here. We're not. Me and Josh are born. I'm just here to ask you questions and move it along. I am marginally funny on occasion. Let's that's just good. acknowledge that. That's what we need right there. Marginally funny, and then bangs in whatever she says about any random scene, deep knowledge. Let's continue oh, on this deep knowledge. They have, um, They have like a deep ethics conversation before they go on their Maybe. little adventure. Oh, that, like, God conversation that we kind of touched on. Yeah. yeah. It was, it, I, the free I, was, I was enthralled with that conversation. I yeah. was on board. I'm like, this is totally cool, because it's the type of conversations you would have with a friend if you wanted to get, like, super introspective about things. Like, it's very much like a 3 a.m. you're at a buddy's sleepover, yeah. and you start talking about life in the basement. I know it's a very specific thing, but everybody knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. well, and, it's, and it, 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 it makes perfect sense because of who it is, which is right. Loki. If anyone mm-hmm. in the universe was not going to be okay with the fact that their life was planned out in time, there's the god of mischief yes. who like, believes he's being chaotic if he's being told he's not. You know how belittling that would feel as him? Like, you mean all this weird stuff that I've done my entire life for no reason is just pre-planned? I disagree. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So earlier in the episode, they they call back to it when they're having this discussion. But Mobius called Loki a scared little boy. He also called him an ice runt, which I don't particularly appreciate, and I don't think Loki did either. Well, he yeah. is tall, but not 
compared to Frost Giants. Well, he's he's trying to yes. he's trying to play to Loki's pride to like. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, he wants but... Loki to want to be the best Loki. Loki later references that by saying, you see, I know something children don't, that no one bad is ever truly bad, and no one good is ever truly good. And I'm like, that's it, that's the show. Is you're focusing on a villain who's not truly bad, and the people who are good are not truly good, and you Mm -hmm. got this, like, complex going on. I'm like... One line, that's the the show, that's the whole show. It's definitely what the show wants us to be uh, debating. And... It's interesting enough, even if I don't quite agree with the the concept that's going on, but I like it. Also, Josh Kennedy from Facebook. I like the. I know. I got jealous that Ray's name was longer than mine. (laughs) (laughs) Look, it's the name that automatically comes up when I join these things. I just never thought to change it. (laughs) It looks it's perfect. Looks great. Uh, Well, now we're gonna go to this store. And there's nothing you two can do about it because we're gonna talk about. Wait, before we do that, I disagree. Let's talk about our background. When Mobius, when Mobius hands Loki the knives, he is. looks like he's just been handed a baby. Just the awe and wonder and absolute love for those Whoa. knives is hysterical to me. All right, so they go back to the Renaissance Fair. And no, we already did that. We're Cody's about to go to the box store. Because it seems like every time we... Ch- I'm just kidding. It's- <laughs> what is the name of the store? Like, genuinely, I don't remember the name of it. It's like Walmart, but not Walmart. Robot. Uh, it doesn't really matter. I thought it was weird that they had that Where's giant hologram out front that did yeah, like three poses. Like, what it's a reference this? to like this evil corporation that is, in, I think it's in like Ant Man and it's in like one other one. It's an obvious evil corporation that apparently just got more evil as they move into the future. Because this takes place in like 2050 or something, right? Yeah, around there. 2050 um, in yes. Alabama. Apparently there's a tw- some sort of hurricane that kills everyone. What kind of hurricane? Is murking everybody yeah, in the middle also, of Alabama. It, yeah, if we're going to, like, they need to have a disclaimer because people from Alabama are going to be real panicked in like 30 years. Global yeah. warming. <laughs> yeah, I guess. It, it's it, messing up everything. Um, um, but when they're in the parking lot about to go in, um, one thing that I noticed that was both parts sad and funny uh, Loki is constantly looking up at the sky at the thunder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, waiting for Thor. Yes. Thor's still around, checking up on him. Uh, and I'm like, I don't know whether that. that's super sad or super hysterical. But I'm when he walks beautiful. into the store and he uses magic to dry his clothes, he doesn't just funny. dry his clothes. He pops his collar. Yeah, of course he does. Yeah, it's and I'm like, cheap. he's a that's fashion kind of icon. Back to Asgardian leather in the first episode. I'm looking good. I want him back in that all black, man. Uh, yeah, so once they're at the store, I feel like it becomes a little obvious they split up because blah, blah, duh, of course they do. Um, very Scooby-Doo of them. Yeah, yeah, very Scooby-Doo because why not? And there's like two things going on. Owen Wilson and his group are like discovering this other girl who's knocked out. They're virtually doing nothing helpful trying to find the other Loki. Um, but obviously the evil Loki gets the jump on the TVA agent. She has a name. I don't care what it is. Doesn't it's a number. She yeah, has a number. I don't care what it is. Matter that much. Uh, but you kind of see that this new power that this other Loki has is the uh, the mind control transferring. Yeah, it's a power thing. that Loki himself doesn't have. Yeah, it's like 
that was like Wanda. Yeah. Manipulation. Because Loki needed the Tesseract in order to do mind control. That is true. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I couldn't quite tell if it because he doesn't say it's mind control. He says it's something else, like trans. It's like a. It's like, well, it's a like possession almost. It's yeah. very much like possession. It's like she has the ability to kind of force cast herself and take over another body. But she's yeah. obviously able to do it and still be herself, which we saw in the Renaissance Fair earlier. That's yes, um, there's she's so she's able to be herself and control someone at the same time, which is a weird. Maybe there's multiple Lokis on her team. Who really knows? But. Um, that might go back to Loki's difference between um, yeah. illusion and duplication casting. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but when one thing that I noticed uh, is when Loki calls variant calls the variant Loki, uh, the variant is very disgusted by being called Loki yeah, and wants not. to be called Randy, which perfect name. Um, I missed it the first time and had to rewind to catch it. But under his breath, Loki says, now I understand why Thor found this so annoying. Yeah, oh yeah, well, I caught it immediately. <laughs> I was like, that was yeah. funny right there. I was there. like, wait, what did he just say? And I went back. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, for sure. Always. Um, yeah, it's an interesting, and the thing that I found interesting about the uh, the power itself is, I don't know if it's a power that Loki doesn't have, per se, but because he doesn't say it like, oh, that's a magic I don't, I couldn't use. He it's says it like we haven't seen from him before. Right. So to our knowledge, he doesn't have it. But he but the way he says it is almost like, oh yeah, that kind of magic. That's very like weak sauce magic. That's like being a coward. He makes it sound like he could do it if he wanted. It's just or not. Or he or was like he felt inferior. Yeah. yeah. He felt inferior. Yeah, he He's like, I'm gonna acknowledge that this is a stupid power. And I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna bet you're both wrong, and I bet he does it at some point throughout the series. We'll see. I bet he can. Um, but I've been wrong before. I just can't think of any times. Yeah, Mephisto. Sorry. <laughs> One thing I noticed that was weird, and I don't know if it was intentional or not. I kind of think that it was, but I don't know why it would be. Um, when Loki and the variant are fighting, uh, Loki is thrown and he slides across the floor. And the framing, when he says the, I wouldn't treat myself like this, the framing where he is on the floor is almost an exact copy of when he lands in Thor Ragnarok after falling for 30 minutes. I think that's just how he is placed after the stunt double does the actual hard work. Yeah, and like it's just like laying the, pose. the camera angle and the pose is just, it's almost identical. And I was like, because when I'm I saw it, I was like, that's a familiar shot to me. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm and glad you did you. your research. I'm gonna say that's a reach, but it's fun to acknowledge. I thought it was weird. I thought it was weird that they looked so similar. Yeah, I thought I, it was weird I that they focused think... on that fly for so long. Oh my god, what happened uh, to that fly? That's what I'm saying. Uh but <laughs> a little bit of fun action see. But as it progresses, she finally reveals herself. Which before she does that, they are literally the evil Kermit meme. Yep. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's true. It's been a long time <laughs> since I've seen that meme. I um, love that right. meme. I miss it. Uh, I do love that it, and maybe it's just because we do this podcast and stuff, but there was it was so obvious that, like, because they showed all the variants before, none of the variants before were female. It was so obviously going to be a female. Yeah, there was. Off. I don't think anyone that's ever, like, looked deep into that episode was under the impression that it wasn't going to be female. I think that was just glaringly obvious, but I'm also glad that they didn't change it, even though that's kind of what everyone was thinking. I think it's good that they leaned into it. 
And yeah. that actress, I was like, immediately, I was like, hey, she looks familiar. And then I Googled her, and it's because she's in the movie yesterday, which is a pretty decent movie. Yeah. And she, she's good. She looks like a, she looks like she's going to be a fun villain to have. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. As the, as the kind of villain in this episode. She sets off the, the bombs into the timeline, which is... I want to know what's going to happen with that. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, it seems like something crazy is going on. That was obviously, so we find out what she's been doing. She's been setting traps for these TV agents so that she can collect these, you know, time things, and she's just going to randomly delete things around the time. I don't quite understand how it works. Yeah, but... I don't quite understand the ramifications of what happens. Well, she's so she's also the god of mischief. I think it's very much like, hey, watch how many times I can break your precious red line and do it in, like, veins, and it's going to be sweet. Yeah, maybe, but she doesn't want to be Loki, though. So maybe she, she I think yeah. she thinks she has a higher purpose uh, to whatever she's doing, whether it's a more to, glorious purpose, you could say. Point. Yes, maybe <laughs> she still wants to meet the Time Lords. Yeah, um, take over. Which but. so, I we don't have many details of her costume, but I do love how reminiscent it is of Loki's original costumes. Yes, um, I thought it was one interesting. Thing, one thing I noticed is she has a horned headband it's shorter with one sure. horn the other one is snapped off yes like halfway oh, yeah i feel like it oh. had two horns it definitely had two yeah it has yeah, two one but one broken. of them's broken yeah Wonder why. which back when she used i to know i've seen before and so i looked it up and apparently loki in the agent of asgard comics has that same exact headpiece because i know i know i had seen a like a broken uh, horn headpiece before, but I couldn't figure out where. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that has any connection or if they just pulled that for the design aspect. It looks cool. But... Could it just look yeah, cool. it's really it cool. Different. Yeah, they have a fun little final discussion there. Um, Loki's trying to... I don't know. It's just a weird, like, who's outwitting who, who's making a better point. I think Loki was surprised that it was a uh, female. Yeah. It was petty chess, is what that was. They were just staring at each other like who's actually outwitting the other who's 10 steps ahead and who's 10 steps behind in it yeah she gets the she gets the iconic walk off uh goosebumps walk away there with the it's not all about you and then mobius running and why does loki look so solemn and like borderline sad when he looks at mobius before jumping through the doorway finally had faith in him maybe and he's just like ah i gotta do this again But maybe not. I, yeah, I think, we might not know until we know. Loki's goal with following her is to kind of like figure her out, which yeah. is technically helpful to the TVA. I don't know if that's his like core motivation is to help Mobius. Mobius yeah. But Mobius, I don't think. I think he's going to really struggle with figuring out if Loki did it to help him or to escape, because yeah. everyone's going to try to convince him it was Loki escaping. But with that look, it makes me think that he's kind of like saying like, sorry, don't take this the wrong way. And like jumps out to like go solve this mystery. Yeah, it's it definitely sets up for I just had no guesses. Like it it doesn't give us enough information to have any guesses of what this bombing of these timelines is possibly going to mean. They're escaping um, to 2012 when the Mayans thought we were going to have an apocalypse. That's yeah. That's what it's going to be. So we'll see about all that stuff, but I don't know that the episode is, uh, yeah, I just have no guesses for what's going on in the future. We'll see when we get there, but I'm excited for it. I know that. Yeah, so. no doubt. 
And then well, when it comes to our Lady Loki, um, I've got some theories. So if you're watching after the main credits, uh, Disney Plus has a bunch of different credits in different languages uh, crediting the people who did the language dubs. Um, apparently, one of the first ones you see is the Spanish dub. And according to the Spanish dub, uh, the actress who did the dubbing for Lady Loki is credited as Sylvie, who is the enchantress in the comics. Huh. I've heard this. And another reason I don't think it's actually Loki, like purely a variant of Loki, is her hair is blonde. And after seeing I, all of the other variants, they all, look they all have him. dark hair. I did want and to acknowledge that. It's that very she doesn't contrasting. Look like Hiddleston very much. Yeah. And so she, her <laughs> appearance is very different from every other variant. Uh, she has mind control powers, which we haven't seen Loki do. Um, and Loki uh, states earlier that he'd never treat another version of himself in the way that the variant was treating him. Um, yeah, I like this. So I don't think, I don't think that she is actually a variant of Loki. Um, I don't know much about. I don't know much about the Enchantress, but apparently she got her powers from Loki. So, because they're saying they're tracking the variant with the temporal aura, which we still don't really know what it is. But I'm thinking she either has a similar enough temporal aura, or she's, like, mimicking his. Um, and not it's not actually... I will say that I hope you're right, because that's a fun little turn and a flip to be able to do in the show, which... They're very well known for doing uh, different times. So I think it would be fun to just kind of like, yeah, you thought it was a variant of Loki this whole time, but actually the TVA is wrong and they don't think she's uh, Sylvia, like you said. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't going to bring it up because I, 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 not so much theory. I was pretty sure. I'm in the, I was in the 95 to 100% um, sure that she's not a Loki. But I was didn't want to spoil it. But if yeah, we'll see, it. we could be it's wrong. It's not a spoiler. Be, word, but I know yes. enough about Enchantress to know uh, she looks an awful lot like her. And Enchantress is often, often a, a rival to Loki comics. in a lot of ways. And this is exactly what she would do if this was a comic book writing of what, who she is. So it could be wrong. It could still be a version of Loki as, as the Enchantress, and it, you know, could define itself that way. But in some shape or form, she is. Yeah, heard it here first. I think in the comic books. she's connected to Loki in some way. Which, going back to that paperwork that we saw earlier, the uh, Sylvie yeah. Loffy daughter, uh, and he's Loffy's son. Yep. So, I don't know that. I thought about that as well. Like maybe like in the com- there's certain yeah. comic versions where she is, uh, many comic versions where she is Loki's sister. Um, they do a lot of interesting things. She's often like trying to bring around uh, Ragnarok. There's even like a, a cartoon I watched one time. I think it was like, I think it's Thor versus Hulk. I don't know if you guys ever watched that old. It's an old animated cartoon I've called Thor versus so. Hulk, yeah. and it's all about Enchantress mind controlling um, Hulk as he just smashes through uh, Asgard. It's also important to acknowledge that like they're not following anything to a T. Right. Like even in Norse mythology, technically Loki is Hela's father. I found that yeah. out recently playing yeah. a different game. So it's like they play fast and loose with the rules just because they they have permission to do whatever they want. They have access to these characters. 
and they can flip anything on his head if they want to, or they can follow it deadpan. That's the cool thing about getting to these new storylines that aren't like held near and dear to the audience's heart is they can take the inspiration from the comics and do whatever they want with it to make it more interesting for a show or a movie or a storyline that's going to carry on three more movies. I think that's a really cool way that Marvel takes the source material that isn't as, you know, this is written in stone. This has to happen. Yeah. And move on with it. I'm just going to go out. I'll put it. I'll put my official. I feel pretty confident. If you are a, a hardcore Marvel fan, and you're watching this podcast, feel pretty good thinking that she's going to end up being enchantress. Um, yes. and not quite a variant of Loki, but it is cool. And, you know, I'm glad we caught it early, but it'll be cool when we find it in the show. Yeah, as well. The gender fluid thing that might have been like a red herring type yeah. of deal. Yeah. Well, yeah, because. I mean, he is in, like... in Norse mythology and the comics, but yes. I think having that thrown in there for the show, I think. Yeah, I feel sure. like you wouldn't just stick that in there like willy nilly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I feel like they'll probably make a callback to that in the paperwork. Um, I really love that they included that in the paperwork um because it's what we've known all along and they're finally acknowledging it in the mcu so that's one step one step yeah i i think either an unreleased podcast or a previous podcast i definitely talked about how it's going to be cool having marvel evolve to be more inclusive for people from lgbtq and all that good stuff and different uh races and was that in the unreleased episode yeah you you guys need to hear all about it it's great yeah well, we'll plug it actually, so you guys just so you guys know who's listening to this. Uh, we're putting together a little uh, interview style uh, questionnaire for all of our different hosts, and including some of the ones from the Star Wars stuff podcast. They're going to jump on, and I got a few questions for them, uh, mostly about what they love about the MCU, some of the characters they feel connected to, and uh, what they think the MCU can uh, can do to keep their attention now that we're post Infinity War. So look forward to that. We're going to put it all together. Uh, hopefully get it out next week or so. I'll hop on for comic relief on most of those. Yeah, it's going to be super fun. I'm excited about it. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the end of this episode. Anything else we wanted to, to hit on this episode before we... Yes, one more thing. Uh, if you want to hear me talk about things not related to the Marvel Stuff podcast, just things about life. I hopped on my buddy's podcast. It's being released tomorrow, June 21st. It's called the Don't Argue with Idiots podcast. I'm on episode eight, and there's going to be a bonus episode beyond that in a couple weeks. If you guys want to get to know me a little better, hear some fun stuff, laugh at a couple jokes, hanging out with my buddies, go check that out. You're not that funny. Um, <laughs> as for any news so stuff, I know uh, I'm. The oh, he's, he knows he's not right. The, I'm the nicest person you've ever met, right? You just don't know it yet. As for Marvel stuff news, there's not a ton going on. Uh, we got to see a little bit more of the Guardians uh, game, but it's it looks like a game. It looks fun. It I'm looks gonna play cool. it. They're gonna run around there's a lot of it probably get repetitive fast it looks like very similar to the the avengers game oh, on there now on uh, the gameplay seems like it would get repetitive fast not a whole lot of options but it seems fun enough a little bit of choice the character designs are cool i'm all about the new gamora look she looks baller so look at look it up check it out uh, expand your marvel love outside of just the mcu um but in the meantime don't have too much fun without us Catch us next week as we episode three review. And uh, yeah, there it is. Right? Anything good For to say? For all time. Always.